Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer, to watch match of the day or ITV hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location. A Liberty shield VPN gets you around that block, allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25, and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router, and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries, 
on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now, on with the show. Good boys and girls, welcome to the show on Tuesday, the 11th of November. We are counting down the days to the World Cup getting started in Qatar on the 20th of November. It kicks off, of course, with the opening match between Qatar, the hosts, and Ecuador, who I think are one of the teams to watch at the World Cup. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on today unless you fancy listening to me talk for an hour about Aaron Lennon, who has announced his retirement at the age of 35. Uh, I've always liked Lennon as a player. I, I think Dan James reminds me a little bit of Aaron Lennon. Great straight line speed, but questionable decision making. He obviously came through the Leeds Academy, made his debut back in... 2003, went on to play for Tottenham for a decade, was kind of the yin to Gareth Bale's yang, and was was very productive for them for a long time. Didn't score a bunch of goals, but you know a lot of assists and a lot of secondary assists where he made the pass before the pass was a great outlet down that wing for them. In his final season at Spurs, he'd lost his place. He went on loan to Everton. He didn't do particularly well there on the loan, but they ended up making it a permanent deal. He spent three years, well, two and a half years then at Everton as a permanent player. Uh, So three years in total, including his loan. 77 games for them. 364 for Spurs. Uh, Moved to Burnley then halfway through the 17-18 season and was good for Burnley uh, of the level that they needed. Um, 55 appearances over three years. Went to Kaiserspor in Turkey for a year, 36 games, and then came back to Burnley for last season. Was meant to only ever be squad depth. Ended up playing 32 times, 28 appearances in the Premier League. 607 club games in his career. Uh, 21 caps for England. Often forgotten that he was a regular in the England squad for a number of years. Aaron Lennon overall, a good player, probably didn't live up to the hype that he had when he first broke through at Leeds. Um, He'd been the youngest player ever to have his boots sponsored when he signed with Adidas at the age of 14. Played his Premier League debut at the age of 16 years and 129 days. Could play either wing, could shoot and cross off both feet. Didn't really develop his left foot enough from where it was when he was 17, 18. Went to Spurs because Leeds were just falling apart financially. And it had become quite clear that Leeds were going to face dark years. Uh, He went to Spurs for a million quid. And he played 364 games for them. That's a hell of a return on investment. Didn't score a lot of goals 
and never scored for England, only 43 goals in his club career, 30 of them for Spurs, nine for Everton, one for Leeds, three for Burnley, none for Kaiserspor. Um, only medley one was the League Cup back in 07-08, obviously the last time Spurs won anything. All in all, a, a good player. Should have been better, but a good player overall. Struggled off the pitch with his mental health. Uh, he was detained in 2017 for assessment. Um, went through a tough time. Was dealing with a lot of stress and, you know, a lot of things that, that men don't often talk about. And uh, for his own good, his family, I think, reported him to the police and that's when he was detained he has spoken about the incident since he's become an advocate for mental health he's become an advocate for footballers in particular to be comfortable talking about their mental health and I think that is one avenue he can pursue now that he is retired and I think he can make a massive impact on the game if he wishes to commit himself to that if he doesn't then that's fair enough that will be his decision but uh, congrats on the career, and, and I hope he enjoys retirement, whatever it may be, bring, be it coaching or be it you know working with young players, working with senior players who are struggling with their mental health, whatever it is. Uh, Aaron Lennon was one of the good ones. Um, right, let's go through the World Cup squads then. They're all announced. We know who's who, and uh, we can also take a look at some of the players that were maybe a little bit unfortunate to be left out. So the Aussies have named Matt Ryan, Andrew Redmayne, and Danny Vukovic as their goalkeepers, Milos Dejanek, Nathaniel Atkinson, Kyle Rowles, Fran Karasic, Bailey Wright, Asits Behic, Harry Suter, Thomas Deng, and Joel King as defenders, Ajdan Hrustic, Aaron Moy, Riley McGree, Cameron Devlin, Jackson Irvine, Keanu Bacchus as midfielders, and then Martin Boyle, Matthew Leckie, Jamie McLaren, Awar Mabil, Mitchell Duke, Karan Kool, soon to be of Newcastle, Craig Goodwin and Jason Cummins as their forward players. Uh, a couple of players who maybe it's a little bit of a surprise. Now, I, some of these players could be injured. And if they are, apologies. I, I'm not aware of the injuries. But I thought Tom Rogic, Rogic, Rogic it was unfortunate to miss out. Uh, obviously moved to West Brom in the summer, having spent a long time at Celtic. He's been a long-time part of the squad. So I was a little bit surprised he wasn't called up, but he wasn't up for the September internationals either. Trent Sainsbury, um, centre-back, 61 caps. A little bit surprised he hasn't been brought. And I suppose Adam Target. Again, I don't know if he's injured, but he is a good player, and he's got a decent scoring record for the national team. He was part of the World Cup squad back in 2014 when he was only 21. At 29, now he probably doesn't get another one. So a little bit surprised that he hasn't been called up. Um, as far as Iran go, I'm I'm not going to try and butcher these players' names, to be honest. Um, I'll go through some of them. And uh, you know what? I'll just go through them and see if there's anyone that I'm surprised doesn't get in. Um, Hussein Zayda. The Iranian winger at um, Charleroi. I'm surprised he's not in the Iran squad. Now, he's only got three caps. Still a young player at 22. But I'm a little bit surprised he's not in the squad. Um, 
Keve Rezai, again, another one who's been around a long time, thought he might have made it. But all things considered, it is a fairly strong squad. Uh, Salman Godis, Ali Reza, Yohan Bakesh in midfield, both experienced, both have been Premier League players. The two to watch, obviously, Tarimi and Sardar Asman, two very good forward players. Looking forward to seeing how World Cup defences try and deal with the two of them. Big, powerful players, good movement, good pace. Moving on to the Japanese squad, the two that stand out for me from a biased point of view that didn't make it are Ryo Hatete. Now, he's only got one cap. He's not been a regular, but he should be. He is absolutely outstanding. See him every week for Celtic. He is absolutely tremendous. And then Kyogo Furuhashi. He's excellent. Like He is absolutely outstanding. And there's just no way you're going to convince me that any of the three, any of the, sorry, the four strikers named in the squad are better than him. Maeda, see them both play for Celtic. Kyogo's the better player. Now, I can understand bringing Maeda because he's a different type of forward, but I don't, I just can't believe that any of the other three are better than Kyogo. Asano definitely isn't. Absolutely not. So I'm shocked that he's not on the team. And I'm surprised that Hatete wasn't given the call up, given how good he's been for Celtic. I don't know enough about Qatar, to be honest. They're all home-based players. Roro is one of the naturalized Brazilians. They've got a couple of them who will represent the national team. But again, I just don't know enough about them. Don't know enough about the Saudis either. So you could tell me that players should have been in the squad or shouldn't have been in the squad, and I'll happily agree because I have no idea. But Fahad Al-Mualad is one of the few Saudi players I do know, um, and he's not in the squad. So I, I don't know what's happened there. Is he injured? But 28, 74 caps, one of the main goal scorers in the squad. I'm shocked he's not in the team. Then we have South Korea, and I think it is about chalk. I think it's about what's expected. Uh, Lee Dong-jung has been very, very poor for Hertha, and I don't think anyone else is really missing. Obviously, the two big names to watch are Kim Min-jae and Young Min-sun. They're the two stars of the team, but Hwang Hee Chan's a good player. Lee Kang-in is super talented, uh, if not questionable in terms of attitude. Young Woo Zhang Wu Young of Freiburg is another one that's very, very fun to watch, so keep an eye for him. And Wang Yi Zhou, who was bought by Nottingham Forest in the summer and sent on loan to Olympiacos, is the kind of main goal-scoring forward player other than Young Min Sun. So they'll be fun. Uh, they'll have some struggles defensively, I think, outside of Kim. But they will play good football. They'll be very technically sound and very proficient in that regard. So probably want to keep a bit of an eye on. Uh, right, we'll move on. That's all the Asian teams. We can move to CONCACAF, where we have Canada, Costa Rica, Mexico, and the United States of America. Um, 
Again, I think it's about as expected for them. Daniil Henry is injured. That's why he's missed out. Otherwise, he'd have been there. Maxime Cropot, he had the very, very unfortunate luck of getting injured in the MLS Cup final. Otherwise, I think he'd have been there. Um, all things considered, it's about what, what you would expect. Junior Hoylett still knocking about. Kyle Laren, Alfonso Davies. Liam Miller, former Liverpool player, and Jonathan David, all among the forward players. Jonathan Osorio, I used to watch him regularly for Toronto. He's a good player. If he gets opportunities breaking into the box, he can he can take a chance. Atiba Hutchinson is the captain, 97 caps. Hasn't kicked the ball all season, though, so he might be one to watch because uh, he might not. If they, if they don't have him, they do lack a little bit of direction in midfield. Outside of that, it's it's an unremarkable squad. It's an unremarkable squad. There's talent. Richie Larea is a, is a good right back, plays for TFC. Uh, Alistair Johnston from um, Montreal might be the starting right back, though. It's, it's a decent squad. Costa Rica, players to watch. Of course, we have to start with Brian Ruiz. Uh, 37 years of age. And still trucking along. One of the most technically gifted players Premier League ever saw. But he had that Berbatov vibe of looking like he didn't really care. I don't think that sat well with certain managers. But he was very good in Europe. Very good with Ghent. Very good with Twente. He was good with Fulham. Good with PSV when he went there on loan. And he was pretty good with sporting as well. Uh, Spent some time at Santos. And is now back in his homeland playing for a club whose name I will not attempt to say. Um, Juison Benete, the young kid from Sunderland, looks promising. Celso Borges is another very, very experienced player. 155 caps. 300 caps between Ruiz and Borges. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Joel Campbell, former Arsenal legend. Um, 119 caps, he'll lead the line for them, and they'll expect big things from him. Christian Gamboa got injured. He would have been the linchpin of the defence. He's another one of the very experienced players. He didn't make the squad, obviously, with the injury. Alan Cruz, who I've seen a few times for FC Cincinnati, a bit surprised he's not in the squad, but I, I don't know enough about the the calibre of a lot of these homegrown players. I'm a bit surprised at how many homegrown players are in their squad. Um, but again, you could tell me the Costa Rican league is very good. I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, Mexico, a couple of big injuries there, obviously. Um, you have to feel for Jesus Corona with that injury, probably robbing him of his last World Cup. I'm quite surprised Rodolfo Pizarro is not in the squad from Monterrey because I watched Monterrey play a few times recently and He's a good player. I and mean, was that into Miami for a little bit of time as well. He is a good player. I, again, I don't know if he's injured. Maybe he is, but I'm surprised he's not in the squad. Um, Eric Aguirre didn't make it from Monterey either. Hector Moreno, very experienced. At centre-back. Uh, Jesus Gallardo, very, very experienced left-back. Guillermo Achea will no doubt be the best goalkeeper in the competition. Uh, Andreas Guardado will 
somehow find a little bit more magic. Hector Herrera will find a little bit more juice for the engine. What they need is Raul Jimenez to score goals. Because if he doesn't score goals, they are going to struggle. Um, Chucky Lozano will only get you so many goals from a wide area. They're going to struggle to score goals. But they'll be really well organised. They'll be really hard to break down. And they will play from whistle to whistle. There'll be no break from them. Uh, U.S. men's national team. A couple of surprising, um, couple of surprising players left out. Ricardo Pepe. I really thought. I know he's not been great since he left MLS, but he's having a decent season for Groningen. After you know the failure at, at Augsburg was was tough. He wasn't ready for that move. They paid too much money. There was too much pressure. But he is a very very talented player, and I'm really surprised he's not in the squad. I'm really surprised Malik Tillman. But Tillman is not in the squad. Bayern Munich midfielder on loan at Rangers. Very, very talented. I thought for certain those two would be brought. With the amount of spots in the squad, I, I'm just shocked that they haven't been. Uh, Chris Richards misses out because he's injured. And the same is true of Miles Robinson. The defence is a bit rough. Serginho Desk probably starts right back. Anthony Robinson probably starts left back, I guess. They're certainly the two best fullbacks in the squad. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, though, has 75 caps, which is terrifying. The question marks with this team largely centre around. The goalkeeper wouldn't be overly keen on any of their three goalkeepers and wouldn't be keen on any of the centre-backs. Cameron Carter-Vickers, I watch him for Celtic, he's OK. But that's about it. He's OK. Uh, Tim Ream, no, just just no. Um, Aaron Long doesn't stand out to me for the New York Red Bulls. Walker Zimmerman's got a great name, but no, not for me. Midfield loaded with talent: Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, um, Weston McKenney, Brendan Aronson, one of the standout players in the Premier League so far. Luca Del Torre is a good player. Uh, Christian Rolden's a good player, and Kalino. Uh, Kellen Acosta is a good player as well. So midfield is is stacked. You'd be happy with that. In attack, Reina, Ferreira, who's really, really good for Dallas. Christian Pulisic. Jordan Morris, he's good for the national team, but he wouldn't be for me. Um, Hadji Wright, who's a talented player, who's not really consistent enough to warrant a spot in the squad, in my view. Timothy Way is exactly the same. Super talented, but you just don't know what you're going to get from him. You know what you're getting from Josh Sargent, which is lots and lots of hard work and very little in front of goal. But if I'm not mistaken, he's actually having a decent season in front of goal this year. Yeah, he's got 9-19 and 19 in the championship. So he's probably found his level. He's probably found his level. For now, he can get better, but he probably found his level. Um, so that's the Yanks. Uh, we'll move on to the South American group which is Argentina, Brazil, Ecuador, and Uruguay. Um, in terms of players that were left out for Argentina, Juan Musso, the goalkeeper, I thought might have gotten in. Uh, I would certainly have him in over Geronimo Rulli, who is an absolute liability these days. Uh, Augustine Rossi is a keeper at Boca Juniors. They're likely he's never been capped, so it's not surprising. Not a surprise that any of the defenders were left out. 
Obviously, Giovanni Lascelso got injured, and that's a big blow. Nicolas Dominguez, I thought, would have made the squad a hard-working midfielder from Bologna. Lucas Acampas, I thought, had a chance, even though he's never been a regular in the squad. Angel Correa, I'm a little bit surprised about, because I really like him. I think he's a good player. I think he's better than Joaquin Correa, for example. And with the injury to Dybala, I thought they might have brought uh, Angel Correa. But there's no real surprises in the squad. I think the attack, Alvarez, Messi, Di Maria, Gonzalez, Nico Gonzalez of Fiorentina, that is, uh, Joaquin Correa, Dybala and Latour Martinez. I think that's what everybody expected. Same goes in midfield. Leandro Paredes, Rodrigo de Paul, Ezequiel Palacios, Papu Gomez, Guido Rodriguez of, of Real Betis, Alexis McAllister and Enzo Fernandez. I think that's about what was expected. And the same goes in defence. Now, my one issue with that defence is that the starting pair are Otamendi, who's garbage, and Christian Romero, who can't stay fit. And the first backup is Lisandro Martinez, who's five foot nine. So I do have concerns there. Um, I like Nahul Molina, the right back. I like Juan Foyt relatively at right back. So I think that's fine. Uh, Montial is, is another good right back. So they've got three good right backs. Now Foyt might be seen more as a centre back. Uh, Marcus Acuna wouldn't be keen on. Tagliafico, I like, but he's, he's not the player he was three years ago. Um, and Pizella is another, decent depth centre-back. Argentina will be one of the best teams in the competition. I think that's that's fair to say. I think they'll be one of the teams in the mix to win it. Um, Brazil. Surprised Firmino wasn't picked. Very surprised Firmino wasn't picked. Not surprised on Cunha or Gabigol. Shocked that Renan Lodi wasn't picked, and I'll tell you why in a second. But none of the other defenders have really been given any opportunities, so it's not a surprise uh, that they weren't called up. Nobody should be surprised that Coutinho wasn't called up. He's in dreadful form. Um, the goalkeepers, again, it's it's kind of what was expected. Uh, Allison, Weverton, Ederson. Danilo, awful. Thiago Silva, years past it. Marquinhos is great. Alexandro, dreadful. Dani Alves, 50. Edder Militao, very, very good. Alex Tellez, why? And Bremer, yeah, okay. He's only got one cap, but fair enough. But the defence is going to be Danilo, who's awful. Thiago Silva, you just, you know, Marquinhos and Alexandra. That's going to be the starting defence. And that's a liability. Um, you're probably then looking at Casemiro and... Fred as a double pivot. Fred. Bruno Gomeric is in the squad, by the way. Uh, Fabinho, Bruno Gomeric, and Everton Robert Ribeiro, who I, I don't know why he's in the squad. I really don't. He, he wasn't good at his best. He's now 33. I, I, he wouldn't be for me. He just wouldn't be for me. He's he's all right, like, but no, I just I don't understand that one. Um. Richarlison, Neymar, Rafinha, Gabi Jesus, Anthony, Vinicius Junius, Rodrigo, Pedro, who's a surprise, and Gabriel Martinelli are the forward options. So loads and loads of forward options. My assumption is Neymar starts behind Richarlison with Rafinha and Vinicius Junior on the wings, um, which is, is potentially deadly, though 
it would be better with Gabriel Jesus rather than Richarlison, but he likes Richarlison. Uh, Ecuador then. Don't have a breeze if there's many of these that are surprised um, to be left out. Uh, Byron Castillo, maybe, but no. Um, Piero Hincapi, Purvis Estupinen, Jackson Perozo. They're the defenders that I like. Midfielders, I like Sarmiento and Plato, the Plata, the wingers. Um, I love Moises Casado, as, as everybody's aware. And in attack is where I think they'll struggle. The Ener Valencia, former West Ham forward, he's their kind of main goal threat. 35 goals in 74 games. Nobody else has more than eight. That's Michael Estrada. Uh, Jorge Evriesco is a talented player for Newell's old, Newell's old boys, but they, they'll struggle to score goals, but they'll be really hard to beat. Really, really hard to beat. I think there might be one or two there that catch the eye of some Premier League teams who are taking note of how well the likes of Caicedo and Estupinan are doing this season in the Premier League. Uh, Uruguay. No real surprises in terms of players that were left out. Jonathan Rodriguez, maybe, uh, of Club America, but he wouldn't be for me. Stuani, I thought, would have got called up just so he could be part of the farewell tour, but he hasn't been in a squad all year, and maybe, maybe one of the early squads, so not a surprise there. But it's Muslera. He'll be retiring almost certainly after the tournament. Sebastian Sosa... And Sergio Roque. Now, the issue I have with the Uruguayans is I don't see a young goalkeeper on the come up for them. Of the goalkeepers who've been called up in the last 12 months, 36, 36, 29, 28, 29, 33, 38, 30. The only one under the age of 28 is Santiago Mele, who has no caps at 25. That might be somewhere they struggle with once Muslera retires. In defence, you've got Jimenez, you've got Godin for the last hurrah. Ronald Arejo, a bit of a surprise there, given, not that he's in the squad, but given that he's just had surgery. Uh, a little bit surprised he declared himself fit. Um, Guillermo Varela, he's a quality player. Done very well for Flamengo. Formerly, a, is he? Formerly Manchester United fullback, isn't he? Yeah. Penarol, Manchester United. Loans to Real Madrid B and Frankfurt. Back to Penarol. Copenhagen, Dinamo Moscow on loan, Dinamo Moscow permanently went back to Flamengo when he got the when the war started and he's done fairly well. Um yeah, good player. Not a great player, but he's a good player. Uh Matthias Oliveira and Matthias Vigne, two really good left backs, really, really good options. Sebastian Cuates, Martin Caseri's another one on the on the farewell tour, and Jose Luis Rodriguez is the surprise call up zero caps. Uh, but won the league title with Nacional this past season and, and was in good form by all accounts. Uh, Matthias Vecino probably probably packs international football in after this World Cup. Uh, Rodrigo Bentancur obviously in great form for Spurs. And Nicolas De La Cruz, who's been really good for River Plate. Um, Georgian Di Arasqueta of Flamengo, maybe the best player currently playing in South America. Maybe. Really talented playmaker. Uh, Fede Valverde, probably the best midfielder in the world at the minute. And Manuel Ugarte, 
who's outstanding. Really, really good for sporting. In attack, Facundo Palestri, Manchester United, can't get a game, can't get a sniff, uh, but very, very talented. Luis Suarez, Darwin Nunes, Maxi Gomez is a little bit of a surprise given he's not been in great form. Facundo Torres, I'm very excited to see more of him. Edinson Cavani, him and Suarez are saying goodbye after this. And Agustin Canobio, who I don't know, plays in Brazil for Paranins. Um, don't know him. A little bit of a, maybe he's a little bit of a surprise call up ahead of Jonathan Rodriguez or Martin Satriano, you know, some of those players that have been highly touted. Diego Rossi, uh, who recently moved to uh, Fenerbahce. Maybe a bit of a shock call up ahead of that. Uh, let's go to Africa next. Cameroon, Ghana, Morocco, Senegal, and Tunisia. Uh, Cameroon, again, no real surprises here, I don't think. Um, Ayongo hasn't been playing this season. Um, Jean Onana should have been in the squad yes and there's one Jean Onana of Lens. he absolutely should be there is not a chance Cameroon have two better midfielders than him let alone a group of them I thought Danny Loder would have got called up um, just as a young quick goal scoring threat uh, Clinton NJ and Paul Georges and Tep, they're both ex-Spurs, aren't they? No, and Tep never went to Spurs. I don't know why I thought he did. Uh, Clinton and Jay didn't. It was a mess. But he, they're both talented players. Again, a little bit surprised neither of them were called up. Um, I didn't realise Tep was a free agent, actually. Surprised by that. Right, who have they got that's worth talking about? They've got Andre Onana in goal. That's obviously very good. Nicholas Nkulu at centre-back. He's well past his best. Uh, wouldn't really be keen on any of the rest of these defenders. Zambo and Geese is outstanding. Oliver Nitchum is good. Uh, Pierre Kunde is good. Barton Hongla is decent, but there's absolutely no way that Jean Onana shouldn't be in that squad, unless he's injured. Now, again, he might be injured. In attack, you've got Chupamotang, you've got Abubakar, who made one of the most ridiculous statements I've ever heard, by claiming he could do what Mo Salah has done. Uh, there's a reason you're 30 and playing for Al Nazir, and he's 30 and starring for Liverpool. So wished. Um, Ikambi of Leon is a good player, but wouldn't be massively keen on any of the other attackers other than Brian and Bomo. He has one cap, but is probably the second best player in the squad after Angisa. If we don't count Onana, I think they're going to have a tough time. I don't think it's particularly good. Cameroon team. Obviously, Joel Matip retiring years ago hurt them quite badly. Uh, Ghana next. Loads of talent, but lots of uncapped players. Wouldn't be sold in any of the goalkeepers. None of them really proven. Uh, Atiziggy is probably the first choice, but he's got 10 caps. Uh, Baba Rockman, Daniela Marty, Alexander Jiku, Joseph Adu. Gideon Menses, decent. Mohamed Salisu's good. Tariq Lamptey can be very good. Uh, Dennis Adoy is just no. Um, but a, a decent group of defenders. Salisu and Lamptey, they're going to raise the level for Ghana moving forward. Midfield, uh, Andre Ayew still knocking about. Thomas Partey, 
one more question should he be playing at the World Cup, but there he is. Mohamed Kudus, um, I, I'm not familiar with um, any of the other defenders, any, sorry, any of the midfielders, to be honest. Jordan Ayu, Kamaldeen Suleimana, Abdul Fatua, Hish- Issa Haku. Uh, they're all very, very good. Inaki Williams is obviously a good player for Athletic Bilbao. It'll be fun to see him play. Uh, Antoine Semenyo, he's somebody I'd actually like Celtic to sign when his contract ends in the summer. He's a good player. He's impressive for uh, Bristol City. But they've got so many uncapped or one-capped players, two-capped players. It's just a bit of a surprise. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve players with less than, with five caps or less. Twelve players with five caps or less. That's that's shocking. Nearly half your squad, one off half your squad. Um, surprising omissions. Jonathan Mensa thought he'd be there, but he could be injured. Um. Jeff Schlupp, I'm really surprised he's not in the squad. Because he's playing quite well for, for Palace. Uh, none of the attackers really stand out to me as somebody that should be in. Morocco next, we have... Yassin Bono, uh, Bono is the goalkeeper. Plays for Sevilla, he's quite good. Um, Hakimi, Mazraoui and Agard, all very good. Romain Sice, decent. Don't know the other defenders. Oh, El Yemek is not very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's a, it's, a, it's a strong enough group of defenders. Uh, Amrabat is the pick of the midfielders, really. Ilias Chair is good. He plays for QPR. He is good. Uh, Sabiri at Sampdoria is having a tough time because they're garbage. Um, Hakim Zayic... Poor old Amin Harrod had to pull out of the squad. Uh, Sophie Mbufo, former Southampton player. Yusuf N. Naziri is the star name up front. Zayic to N. Naziri is going to be what they rely on for goals. Uh, Munar El-Hadidi, I don't know if he's injured, but I'm surprised not in the squad. Yunus Belhanda should have been a much better player than he actually became. He was absolutely phenomenal for Montpellier was probably the best player in their title winning team in 2011-12 made a bizarre choice to go to Dinamo Kiev in 13-14 really really strange move and his career just sort of petered a little bit after that he looked like he was going to be an absolute star but for whatever reason he went to Kiev and it was just a mess. And his career has not been great since. He was all right for Galatasaray. He's at Demispor now. He seems to enjoy life in Turkey. And that's fine. But he should have been a much better player. And I'm surprised he's not in the national squad. But again, he, he could be injured. Uh, that is about it there. Senegal. They're sweating on the fitness of Sadio Mane. That's the big thing for them. But Nicholas Jackson's talented Ishmael Assar is talented. Uh, Bamba Dieng is talented. Ilaman Nadaye of Sheffield United, if you get a chance to see him, he is really, really promising. Papa Mateer Serre is very good. Uh, Adrissa Gay is okay. Nampali's Mende is okay. Czech Koyat is okay. These guys are all aging out. 
And Senegal might struggle a little bit once these guys are gone. Uh, we know about Edouard Mendy in goal. We know about Koulibaly. Uh, Balotore, the right back at Milan, is uh, he's all right. It's a decent squad. It's not a great squad. And if Sadio Mane is not fit, they're 100% going out in the group stages. Um, Ketabalde is obviously the big loss for them. Guaranteed loss. He's out on a on a drugs ban, I believe. Um, Bulasar is one I'm surprised didn't make it. Now, I know he's not been playing for Milan, but I, I thought he would have made it. And I don't really know what's happened with Bubakari Samari, but he's in great form over the last little while for Leicester. Declared to play for them um, back in February. And I don't know what's gone on since, but there's been shenanigans and he should be in the squad. Uh, Kete Balde, what is going on with him? Um, On 17th of September 2022, it was announced the Italian anti-doping organization concluded an investigation into Balde's actions from his time playing for Cagliari and banned him until the 5th of December 2022 for violating testing procedures. Oh, despite no banned substance being found. So I'm guessing the suggestion is that he fiddled with the test, maybe, that he passed off someone else's urine as his own something like that um strange player very very strange player looked like a surefire star back in 2017 when he was tearing it up for Lazio bad move to Monaco the loans to Inter and Sampdoria were a mess. He was awful for Cagliari. I think he went to Cagliari in a free. I think Monaco just gave up on him. Uh, he went to Spartak Moscow. That ban then came in. And as far as no Spartak just said, that's fine. We'll, we'll stand by that ban. Uh, next up then we've got Tunisia. Not overly familiar with the vast majority of players. Hanel Mejri, uh, obviously Manchester United. Uh, Shakiri, the midfielder at Cologne, is a good player. Ben Slamin is is very very talented, and this Ben Slamin, um, a huge blow for Denmark to lose him because they had really really high hopes for him. Um, Wabri Kazri is a good player. He he's probably the best attacking player they have. Uh, the, the thing with Tunisia is they've always been well coached. They've always been really well organized. And they've always had like a really strong bond between them. And it's allowed them to overachieve on multiple occasions. Now, whether or not it allows them to to do well here, they've been fairly poor at recent AFCON. They got fourth at the AFCON in, in 19, but you know, not, not been by the quarterfinals in any other AFCON since they won it in 04. Um, they've not made it out of the group stage of the World Cup and I wouldn't expect them to here either uh, and that just leaves us then with Europe so we've got Belgium, we've got Croatia we've got Denmark, we've got England we've got France, we've got Germany we've got the Netherlands Poland, Portugal Serbia, Spain, Switzerland and of course Wales
So, Belgium, I thought Romeo Lavia would have been called up, and I think he should have been called up, because I think the experience would have been massive for him, um, but he wasn't. A uh, little bit surprised that neither ben, uh, Benteke or Origi made it. I thought one of them might go, but Origi's been awful for Milan. I don't know how Benteke's been doing at DC United, but I know DC United were awful. Uh, they've got Courtois, Mignolet, and Cohen Castiles as the goalkeepers. Aldeveld, Tiate, Woodface, Jan Vertonghen, Thomas Mounier, Zeno Debast, keep an eye on Zeno Debast. If he gets to play, he is a big time talent. And Timothy Castanier, they are the defenders. Axel Witzel, Kevin De Bruyne, Yuri Telemans, Yannick Carrasco, Amadou Onana, Leander Dendonker, Hans Vanigan, and Charles de Ketelier. They are the midfielders. And then Lukaku, Eden Hazard, Torgan Hazard, Dries Mertens. Leandro Trossard, Michi Batshuayi, Luis Openda, and Jeremy Doku. They are the forward players. There's a lot of talent in the squad. There's some, obviously, great players in the likes of De Bruyne. And if he turns up, Eden Hazard. But it must be said that it's an old squad. <clears throat> and probably the last hurrah at a World Cup for Mignolet, Alderweireld, for Tongan, Mounier, Witzel, probably De Bruyne. Probably Carrasco, probably Lukaku, definitely Hazard, definitely Mertens, maybe Torgan Hazard and maybe Michi Batshuayi. So they're going to have to replenish a lot of that squad moving forward. Um, Croatia then. Again, it's an older squad. Uh, the goalkeeper's not too bad. Livkovic, Gerbic and Vucic. Um, three, three solid goalkeepers all in their mid-twenties. Uh, Stanisic is a, is a promising young defender at Bayern Munich plays pretty much anywhere across the defence. Borna Barisic, I'm surprised. Excuse me. I'm surprised has been called up because I, I just don't think he's all that good. Uh, Martin Ehrlich, Dejan the Pebble Lovren, Borna Sosa, Josko Gvardiol, Domigos Vida, Josip Juranovic and Josip Sotala are the defenders. Um, last hurrah, obviously, for Lovren. Definitely Barisic and Vida as well. Um, in midfield Lovremeyer Mateo Kovacic Luka Modric Brozovic Vlasic Pasalic Sukic and Jakic so they have they've replenished the midfield quite well um, they are sweating on the fitness of Brozovic who has not been um, particularly available this season for Inter Milan uh, he's missed I think four or five games um, and he's been subbing a bunch of games. So let's see how he is. In attack, Perisic, Kramaric, Petkovic, Livasha, Budimir and Orsic. Again, a couple of older players there. In fact, the youngest of them is Petkovic at 28. So that's an area they'll have to replenish. Kaleta Carr, I thought, would make the squad, but he didn't. Um, Simez Vasalko retired. Surprisingly enough, retired from the national football, not club football. He's still playing for Olympiacos. Uh, other than that, Josip Riccalo, I thought, would get called up. I, I thought he might get called up. He's a good player. Um, and Peter Musa maybe would have been a nice addition in the attack as well. The Danes then, Kasper Schmeichel, Frederick Rono, and Oliver Christensen are the goalkeepers. Schmeichel, obviously, 
will bow out after this, you'd imagine. Simon Kerr, Andreas Christensen, Jens Stryger Larsen, Daniel Vass, Joachim Mal, Joachim Anderson, Rasmus Christensen, Victor Nelson, and Alexander Ba. It's a good group of defenders. It's a good age as well, largely between 24 and 26, with the experience of Stryger Larsen, Vass, and Kjar, who all, all obviously will probably retire after the World Cup from international duty. Midfield, Eriksson, Delaney, Hoisberg, Jensen, and Norgard. Norgard making it in. I like that group of midfielders. They play a double pivot. Eriksson will probably play in advance. It's probably going to be Delaney and Hoisberg with Jensen and Norgard for legs late in the game. So it's a strong group. Yusuf Poulsen, Martin Braithwaite, Andreas Cornelius, Casper Dahlberg, they're all kind of nines. Um, and then you've got Jonas Wind, Robert Skov, Jesper Lindstrom, Mikkel Damsgaard, and Andreas Skov Olsen kind of supporting at roles or depth roles. Not sure why he continues to insist on bringing the likes of Braithwaite, who just isn't very good. Um, disappointing for Daniel Iverson that he wasn't included and it's largely down to Brendan Rodgers deciding to stick with Danny Ward despite him being awful uh, Vestigard not called up because he has been awful for years uh, Philip Billing I, I had hoped might get a, a bit of a look because I think he's been good for Bournemouth this year Rasmus Hodland Hodland I think it's Hodland he looks a real player for Atalanta and Jakob Bruin Larson, a little bit disappointed he's not there. Same with Andreas Dreyer, but you can only bring so many forward players. But Billing is the one I thought would get called up. He just obviously was overlooked. Um, England, Pickford, Pope, Ramsdale, it's, it's average at best. Walker, Shaw, Stones, Maguire, Trippier, Dyer, Cody, Alexander Arnold, and White. Again, it's average at best. Midfield, Rice, Henderson, Phillips, Mount, Bellingham, Gallagher. Outside of Henderson, that's a good midfield group. That is a good midfield group. Uh, I know people were a little bit perturbed by the fact that Conor Gallagher was picked, but I think it's a decent pick. Uh, Grealish, Kane, Sterling, Rashford, Saka, Foden, Callum Wilson and James Madison. It's a strong group of forward players, but it, there's no would be no excuse for it not being... Uh, England have tremendous forward options. Um, don't think any of the goalkeepers can be surprised. Dean Henderson hasn't been good enough this season. Chilwell and Reese James miss out through injury. Obviously, that's two big blows. Tamori and Gwehi should be in the squad. It's a joke that they're not. Um, Mitchell should be in the squad as a backup left back with Chilwell out, but he's not. James Justin, very unfortunate to be injured, but probably wasn't making it either. Uh, Ward, Prowse and Smith-Rowe, no real gripe there. Um, Smith-Rowe's injured anyway. Tammy Abraham, Jared Bone, Ivan Tony, and Ollie Watkins. I would have brought Ivan Tony ahead of quite a few of those forward players uh, based on form. The big issues are at the back and the manager. The, the manager's just not good enough. He's just not good enough, and England will win nothing with him in charge, is my view. I could end up surprised, but I don't think I will. I don't think he's very good. Uh, for France, then, what have we got? We have Hugo Lloris, Steve Mandanda, Alphonse Ariola, 
It's a strong group of goalkeepers if you base it on the names involved, but Lloris and Mandanda are well past their best. Mike Mannion's injury was unfortunate, but let's be fair, there wasn't a chance Lloris wasn't playing because he's obviously got something on Deschamps, like nudes or something. Uh, Defence, Benjamin Pavard, Axel De Sisi, Raphael Varane, Jules Koundé, William Saliba, Deot Upamecano, Lucas Hernandez, Theo Hernandez, and Ibrahima Kanate. It's very, very strong, except for the fact that there's no actual right-back in the squad. Pavard and Kunde are probably the, the right-backs, but they're both centre-backs by trade. A uh, little bit surprised that the Sisi's been called up. The Sassi has been called up because he is a good player. I was sorry. Not because he's not a good player. He is a very good player, but he's not been capped. And I didn't think he'd call up anyone uncapped for the World Cup. Uh, midfield, Guendouzi, Chiumeni, Fafana, Rabiot, Veratois and Camavinga. It's a really good midfield group, but obviously they're going to miss Kante uh, and Pogba. And in attack, Griezmann, Giroud, Mbappe, Dembele, Nkunku, Benzema, Kingsley Coleman and Marcus Turam who is in great form, makes the cut. That is a very, very, very strong group of forward players. It's probably the best group of forward players anyone has. Um, I thought Bubakar Kamara, having worked his way back to fitness, might get the call, but he didn't. I thought he might give Leo Dubois or Jonathan Claus the call to have an actual right back, but he didn't. Uh, because, you know, it's him. <laughs> it's Didier Deschamps. Germany, they obviously lost uh, Timo Werner and Marco Royce to injury to fairly big blows, especially Werner, who'd be a starter. Uh, Robin Golsons doesn't make it. Robin Golsons' career has really tailed off in the last kind of 18 months. They've got Nauer, Trapp and Ter Stegen. They've got Rudiger, Rom, Ginter, Carrere, Sula, Kloistermann, Gunter, Schlotterberg, Schlotterbeck and Armel Belakotchup who is going to be outrageously good. Uh, midfield, Joshua Kimmich, Kai Havertz, Leon Goretzka, Mario Gotze, probably the most surprising call-up, Jamal Musiala, Julian Brand, Jonas Hoffman, and Ilkay Gundogan. It's a strong group of midfielders, but... But, is there a real ball winner in there, or are they just going to try and dominate play? They're probably just going to try and dominate play, but that might hurt them to not have... A real ball winner in there. Uh, Nicholas Fulkirk, Fulkrug, Serge Gnabry, Thomas Muller, Leroy Sané, Kareem Adeyemi and Yusufa Makoko are the surprise forward inclusions. Um, but with the injuries and with their talent, I think it makes sense to bring them. I, I'm stunned that Mario Gotze is involved. Stunned. I, when was, was it? Four, is it four years since he was capped last? Um... He hasn't been capped since 2017. He hasn't been capped since 2017. Shocked that he has been brought back. And that game that he played in 2017, that was after a one-year absence from the squad. So he's played one game for the German national team in six and a half years. He had 62 caps by 2016 at the age of 24. And he has one cap since. That is shocking. 
the Netherlands then. Pasphere. Bijlo is the best of the goalkeepers and hopefully the one that gets the nod. And Noppert. There you go. Timber, Delict, Van Dijk, Aki, De Vries, Malasia, Blind, Dumfries and Frimpong. That is a great group of defenders. That might be the best group of defenders anyone has. The midfield isn't quite as good. Berghaus, Klassen, bang average to them. Martin Darun, pretty average. Uh, Coop Miners, I love. Frankie de Jong, obviously very, very good. And then the two youngsters, Kenneth Taylor and Xavi Simmons. If they get opportunities, they could be game changers. But I don't expect them to get too many opportunities. In attack, you've got Bergwijn, Gakpo, Luke de Jong, who has tricked people into giving him a career as a footballer. Memphis Depay, Noah Lang, I'm a bit surprised he got called up, given his noted attitude issues. Uh, Vincent Janssen and Wout Weghorst, who I, I just I do always like. Um, Gravenberch is the biggest surprise to me that he's not in, but it's not a surprise given he's barely played for the for Bayern Munich. If you want a tale of caution, take a look at Gravenberch and Daniel Malin. Two years ago, both of them were nailed on to be in this squad and probably to be starters. Neither of them make the cut. Gravenberch went to Bayern, it has not gone well. Malin went to Dortmund. It has not gone well. Uh, Arnett Denjuma, I'm a little bit surprised he wasn't called up. I thought he could have offered something for the national team. I, I think he's very, very talented. I wonder if he re regrets picking the Netherlands over, over Nigeria. Um, Ginny Wijnaldum is the big loss there with injury, which is such a shame. It's such a shame. So he won't get to another World Cup. And he'd been so important in getting them there. Uh, Poland. They obviously lost Bartomeu, or Bart, Bartlemej Dragowski to a horrible injury uh, the other day. A um, little bit of a shame that he would, wouldn't have been in the squad, but, or he wouldn't have been in the team, but he would have been a good squad player to have. But they've got Szczesny, they've got Camille Grabara, they've got Skobruski, who I don't know. Plays for Bologna. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I do know him. I've just butchered his name. Okay. He's all right. He's not great. Uh, Matty Cash, Jan Bednarak, defenders that everyone will know. Uh, Zalewski, the youngster from Roma, is really, really fun, so keep an eye on him. Um, midfielders, Kaminsky is a very promising player from Wolfsburg. Zielinski is obviously great. Uh, Krizowiak still tipping about playing for Al-Shabaab in Saudi Arabia. Christian Bielik, who's at Birmingham, was at Derby, was formerly at Arsenal. He's a decent player as well. If he can stay fit, that's the issue with him. Zemanski is probably the most fun of the midfielders, um, but he needs to put it all together more frequently. In attack, you've got Milik, you've got Lewandowski, you've got Piatic. I don't think there's anybody... Uh, Carol Lanetti, if he's not injured, I'm shocked he's not in the squad. Um, Kasper Kozlowski, I would have loved to have seen in the squad. Because I think he's one of the few youngsters they have who can really make a massive difference. He's so much fun. 
Um, Portugal. Rui Patricio, Jose Sa, Diogo Costa. Costa probably should be the starter, but it'll be Patricio. Delo, Pepe, Ruben Diaz, Rafa Guerrero, Danilo Pereira, who's not very good, Nuno Mendes, João Cancel, and Antonio Silva. That could be a really good defence, but probably won't be given who he'll pick. Uh, João Pelinha, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Bernardo Silva, William Carvalho. Surprised he got called up because he hasn't been in great form the last kind of 18 months. He's been a bit better this year. He wasn't great last year. Uh, Vitinha, João Mario, Ruben Neves. Uh, Matthias Nunes and Otavio. Otavio, I wouldn't have picked personally. Um, Cristiano, of course, in to ruin the day. Andre Silva, Joe Felix, Rafael Leao, Ricardo Horta, and Goncalo Ramos. It's very, very talented. Missing Neto, missing Jota through injury. Rafa Silva decided to retire from international football. Guedes hasn't been in great form. Trinkio. I think he'll he'll get there, but he's just a bit frustrating at the moment. Um, João Matinho, I'm shocked he's not in the squad. Genuinely shocked he's not in the squad. On to the Serbians then. We have Dimitrovic, Rajkovic and Milinkovic-Savic. We've got, they're the goalkeepers. I assume Rajkovic will be the starter. Uh, Pavlovic, Irakovic, Milinkovic, Velkovic, Mitrovic, Babic, and Mladanovic as the defenders. Pavlovic is good, but a little bit rash. A little bit rash. Uh, Milinkovic is very good. Um, Irakovic, I don't know. He's a youngster at Red Star Belgrade. The fullback situations could be a problem for them. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be overly keen on any of the fullbacks in the squad. Mladanovic is okay, but I wouldn't be overly keen on any of them. Um, Maksimovic, Radanic, Kudic, Tadic, Zivkovic, who... Another one of those who just would frustrate the life out of you. Loads of talent, but just doesn't put it together regularly enough. Uh, Lukic, Kostic, Ratchic, Sergei Malinkovic-Savic, Filipe Juricic, he's another one that would frustrate the life out of you. Uh, Darko Lazovic, Ivan Illich, he's one to keep an eye on. He's very, very good. And Marko Grujic, up front, Alexander Mitrovic, Luka Jovic, and Dusan Vlahovic. Three good options. Three very good options. They are going to be really tough to beat. There's only really Matai Nastasic, who I thought would have gotten in. But again, he might be injured. I have no idea. He has had a career plagued by injuries so it's very possible that that's why he's missing out um Spazic I thought would make it but he is a free agent so maybe they just decided he wasn't playing so he's not in uh on to the Spanish the big absentee obviously midfield is Thiago um Sergio Ramos wasn't picked was named in a 50-man squad but there was no chance he was ever getting picked Inigo Martinez, I, they already have enough left-footed centre-backs. Diego Llorente should have been in the squad because he's been decent for Leeds. Um, Oyarzabal is injured, and that was a, a huge blow. Gerard Moreno, I thought he might have made it, but again, probably injured. Raul de Tomas, what an idiot. What an absolute clown. He should be going to this World Cup and starting. 
But instead, because of his actions at Espanyol, he hasn't played since last season and didn't exactly didn't exactly do his reputation any good with the way he went on during the summer. Uh, so he's been sitting in the stands at Rio Vallecano watching because he's an idiot. Um, he should be starting. They've got Kepa, Soria. No, sorry, they don't have Kepa. They've got, Kepa should have been in the squad, but I think the injury probably ruled him out. They've got Robert Sanchez, David Raya, and Unai Simon, Simon likely the starter there. Aspilicueta, Eric Garcia, Pau Torres, Jose Gea, Hugo Guillemon, uh, Jordi Alba, Danny Carvial, and Americ Laporte. I'd imagine it's Pau Torres and Laporte starting with probably Aspilicueta and Alba either side. It's not great. Uh, Busquets, Lorente, Coque, Gavi, Rodri, Carlos Soler, and Pedri in midfield. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's Pedri, Coque, and Busquets that start. In attack, Alvaro Morata, Marco Asensio, Ferran Torres, Nico Williams, Nico Williams, Jeremy Pino, Danny Olmo, Pablo Sarabia. I don't understand how he gets in the squad. And Anzu Fati, who can hopefully do something. Um, wouldn't be overly sold on that Spanish side either. Uh, not keen on four goalkeepers. Sort yourself out, Switzerland. Why is there four goalkeepers here? There's absolutely no need for it. You've only picked six defenders as well, which, you know, is, is just bizarre. Um, Steven Zuber, I, I don't know if he's injured, but I thought he would have been in the squad. Kevin Mbappu, I think he is injured, Mbappu. Uh, aside from that, that's pretty much all she wrote. Player to keep an eye on there is Noah Okafor. Very, very talented. Keep an eye on him. If if these are to do anything, he is going to need to be front and centre to it all. Uh, we'll move on to the Welsh then, the last squad in it. Hennessy, Ward and Davies are the goalkeepers. Wouldn't be hugely keen on them. Gunter, Davies, Roberts, Ampadu, Metham. Roden, Williams, Lockyer, and Cabango. It's a solid group of defenders. Not a standout group, but a solid group. Uh, Aaron Ramsey, Joe Allen, Harry Wilson, Johnny Williams. Good to see him still kicking about. Is he 29? Johnny Williams is only 29. He's been around for about 20 years. Former Crystal Palace Academy player. Very, very talented, but always injured. Uh, a bit like Aaron Ramsey, uh, except more talented, more naturally gifted. Joe Morrill, Matthew Smith, Dylan Levesque, Ruben Colwell, who's, an, who's a nice player, and Sorba Thomas, who's one of my favourite players to watch anywhere. Just so good at the ball at his feet. Gareth Bale will be responsible for everything, really. Uh, Dan James, Kiefer Moore, Brennan Johnson, who I think could have a good tournament, and Mark Harris of Cardiff City. That is the squad. I thought Robbie Matondo... Might have made the squad, but he hasn't been getting enough games for Rangers. Um, Reese Norrington Davies got injured, he would have been in the squad otherwise. Luke Harris, the young Fulham midfielder who's uncapped, 17 years of age, I think he's going to go with the squad, um, but not be part of the squad. So I think they're going to bring him just for the experience, which I think is, is actually very, very good. Uh, we will just do the gossip and Guy can stick a break in. You'll have already heard the break. 
Manchester United may end 37-year-old forward Cristiano Ronaldo's contract, but they will wait until they've seen his full interview with Pierce Morgan before making the decision. Chelsea could revive their interest in Ronaldo after Thomas Tuchel blocked the move in the summer because Thomas Tuchel is sensible and Todd Bowley is an idiot. Ronaldo and his agent held talks with Bayern Munich last week. I can guarantee you they didn't. Manchester United have joined Arsenal in pursuit of Shakhtar Donetsk. Shakhtar Donetsk Ukrainian winger Mykalo Mudrik with Eric Ten Hag interested in the 21-year-old since he was Ajax manager. Um, do they need another winger? Mudrik said in an interview with Vlada Sedin that Arsenal defender... Oh, wait, sorry. Vlada Sedin is Arsenal defender Oleg Sinchenko's wife on her YouTube channel that he would rather be a starter at Arsenal than sit on Real Madrid's bench. But is he going to be a starter at Arsenal? Is he starting over Martinelli? Because if he is, then Martinelli's likely going to force a move. Liverpool are interested in Alberto Milero of Las Palmas, very talented player. Not a great fit for Liverpool, but you'd certainly take a gamble on that kind of talent if the fee's not outrageous. Roma could listen to offers for Tammy Abraham. No, they won't. Um... Edouard Mendy is considering his future at Stamford Bridge because of concerns about his first-team chances. I'd be looking to sell him anyway and get a better goalkeeper. Tottenham sent scouts to watch Marcus Thuram and Yusofa Makoko in Friday night's Bundesliga game between Borussia Mönchengladbach and Borussia Dortmund in which Quadio Kanu, sorry, Quadio Kone absolutely monster Jude Bellingham. Uh, Liverpool and Arsenal are also interested in Turam. Chelsea are confident they have a deal in place for Christopher Nkunku to join either in January or next summer. Manchester City are planning talks with the agent of Bernardo Silva. City are aware that he wants to go to Barcelona and will not stand in his way if the right offer apply uh, arrives. Julian Lopetegui says the club's owners are worried about relegation and will provide funds to strengthen the squad in January. That's smart. You don't hire one of the 15 best managers in the world and then not give them any money. Uh, Leeds English right-back Cody Drama is attracting interest from Newcastle, Lille, Borussia Dortmund and Bayer Leverkusen. Fair play. Makes sense, but they'd be better off to keep him. Just let Ailing go and keep him behind Christensen and that's that position boxed off. Former Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel must leave the, leave the UK in December because of post-Brexit laws. But two of his coaches, Zlotlo and Benjamin Weber, who have been placed on gardening leave, can remain because technically they're still under contract. These Brexit laws are mental. And finally, Napoli are expected to offer 21-year-old Georgian winger Kivica Kvaratskhelia a new contract, given his impressive form. Impressive form? That's an enormous enormous, enormous understatement. The kid has been unbelievably good and uh, they should do everything they can to keep him long term. And with that, folks, apologies for the late podcast today. It is all Carl Matchett's fault. And if you want to check with Guy, Guy will back me up on that. It is all Matchett's fault. But hope you enjoyed it anyway and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
Social Podcast Network.